Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. Theme of today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we are pregnant. We're having a baby again. Again. So we wanted to do a little podcast episode. This will also be on YouTube. Um, by the way, you can look at your camera today since I'm putting it on YouTube. Just but so I like you know. to stare at the window, so this is going to be very weird. <laughs> so uh, we are having a baby. Baby number two is growing in my belly. And we just wanted to kind of recap our, our, I guess, the start of this chapter so far. We've been very open about sharing our pregnancy journey thus far um, to baby two, which has been much longer than expected. Um, so if you are not familiar, we'll give you the cliff notes really quickly, but I do have a full other podcast on our infertility journey, our secondary infertility journey. But basically, got pregnant with Kai very easily. For first try. First month of trying. Um, had a very smooth, healthy pregnancy. And then when Kai turned two, right? Yeah, two. Um, we decided to start trying for baby number two. This was summer of 2021. Got pregnant again. First month of trying. That was in August, I believe. Or no, sorry. That was in like end of June, early July. We miscarried that pregnancy before six weeks. I think it was like five weeks and five days or something. Um, flash forward a few months, started trying again in December, got pregnant again. That first month we really started trying again. That was a chemical pregnancy. So an even earlier loss at like three and a half weeks. Not what even is a chemical pregnancy? So I, I think technically all of them are chemical pregnancies. I don't know. Every, every website I read is a little bit different, but a chemical pregnancy is just a very, very early pregnancy loss. Like before, like you get a positive test and then like a couple of days later, you just have your period. And for most people, they don't, they don't even know that they're pregnant because most people who aren't tracking their cycle or maybe you're not even trying, um, it just seems like your period is late or maybe your period is on time. Like you just... There's no real real confirmation other than maybe you got a faint positive. Um, so that was the second round. One. Well, that was the round that we got COVID and the yes. miscarriage on New Year's. So yeah, for that second loss, we had COVID during that. So who knows if that played a role. And then we continued to try for a few months after that um, and didn't get pregnant again until when was it? June, end of June again, almost a year to date from our first loss. Um, and that also ended in another early loss the day before six weeks. So all of our losses were very early. Um, we, the only answer that we got from doctors, um, I started with an OB, switched to a midwife clinic who was much more supportive. And then we eventually saw out the fertility clinic. Basically I have low AMH, um, which could mean you have diminished ovarian reserve, so less eggs, less follicles available in your ovaries, and nothing causes this. Um, I guess there there are things that can cause it, like smoking and not taking care of yourself. Um, but otherwise, obviously that's not my case here, but otherwise it's just genetic, I guess, and just kind of the, the cards you've been dealt. 
So that was sort of our diagnosis. There was nothing else wrong and we obviously could get pregnant. It was just a matter of staying pregnant. That was our issue. as well. Everything was normal on our side. Yeah. We both went through lots of blood testing and just, I did a few different kinds of ultrasounds and all, all of the things. Um, so that was really the only red flag that came up, but the way that our endocrinologist kind of explained it, he was like, well, it only takes one egg to have a successful pregnancy. So it's still possible. You guys have done it before. It's possible you can do it again. So he said, you know, we can jump right to something like IVF or you can continue trying and we can go that route later. So we opted to continue trying. This was back in like August of 2022. Um, It was later than that because we said we were going to try until January. So that was about two or three maybe months it was september that. october september um so we continued to try at that point um and i would say but well time out because we were going to continue trying but then we decided to wait because i went to the naturopath and just to see if like maybe there were some supplements she could help improve my egg quality improve the quality of the eggs that were being released because his thought with the miscarriages were they were probably just abnormal chromosomes, not healthy embryos. And that's why your body is miscarrying. Your body is very smart. So the when you have diminished ovarian reserve, there's less good quote unquote eggs in there. So what was being released was the, you know, abnormal, non-viable eggs. So I figured seeing a naturopath couldn't hurt. She put me on some supplements. Um, My vitamin D was a little bit low. I forget what else was low at this point. My my brain is like mush. I have pregnancy brain already. Um, There's a few things that were like normal limits, but just low to her standards. Normal is not optimal. We know that normal is not optimal at this point. So she had me on a few things, CoQ10, vitamin D, but honestly, I was only on those for a week and a half, I think, before we actually got pregnant. So I don't think those played a role just because your follicles, your eggs take about three months to mature. So the eggs that I have, like the eggs that you have in your body being released for this month's cycle are the product of what you were doing three months ago. So if you were in a very high stress, not taking care of yourself, et cetera, et cetera, state three months ago and your cycle is messed up this month, it's not what you're doing now. It's what you were doing then. So I don't think, I mean, obviously the the supplements uh, that she prescribed were not hurting anything, but I don't think that was our secret to success here. I think we were just blessed again with a a good quality egg like he said it only takes one good egg and I think I do think the progesterone helped so as soon as I found out I was pregnant back in December we called the fertility clinic right away and they put me on a progesterone supplement um, and I started taking that I think it was before it was was even four weeks Um, I found out super early and I've been on that up until this past week. And I think that was definitely helpful. They did test my levels and said that they were not low. They were within normal limits, but they could have been higher too. So it couldn't hurt to take a progesterone supplement. And it's just ironic because my first OB after our first loss, I asked her to test my progesterone and I asked her, you know, there really is no 
negatives from being put on a progesterone supplement can you put me on this and she was like basically laughed in my face um and was just like there's no research behind this helping um and it'll give you a lot of icky side effects you don't need it and she wouldn't even test it so that's when I switched OBs but it's just ironic that (laughs) the one thing I asked for first seems to be our key this time um so that's that's the short cliff notes of how we got to where we are today. Um, why don't we kind of just discuss, obviously we're both very excited now. I'm 11 weeks and five days today. Um, we've done genetic testing. We've had a couple ultrasounds at this point. We've passed obviously our six week mark that we couldn't get past three times previously. So Bring me through. I feel like a lot of people ask every time I have Q&As about infertility and obviously now pregnancy. Men don't really talk about this stuff a lot. So why don't you bring me through how you were feeling throughout the infertility process and also when we got pregnant this time and then obviously now. So bring us through just your cycle of emotions and thoughts. I mean, it's difficult, obviously, not going through what you're going through physically, but you know, being along for the ride mentally. I think the first couple are definitely more crushing. Um, Like obviously going, thinking that we're having a kid and then we're not. And then what made it twice as hard was having to do the follow-up tour with everyone that we had told we were having a baby, even though, I mean, typically you're not talking about it that early, but we did. We just, we took it for granted. We had Kai on the first try thought it was simple as that and you know learned through these last few cycles through that it's not that easy so it took it for granted had to do the comeback tour and let everyone know that we were no longer pregnant a couple times and that sucked so the third time like we it was a third time was easy I hate to say easy but easier because we didn't talk about it it just it came and went and we let some people know what was going on but it just was what it was at that point and I think going through that over and over um over what a year? Was it over a year? It was almost two years. Almost two years. Um, you just kind of get numb to it, which kind of stinks for this one because when you told me that you were pregnant with this one, it was just like, okay, well, let's see what We've happens. Been next. Here We've been here before. Been here before. Let's see what happens next. So, totally removed all excitement, um, which is a pisser to look back on now because it's like we're not. I I personally was not enjoying the process, and I know you were working with your therapist, and she was telling you to you know, take it day by day, enjoy it and uh, just soak it in for each day. I could not do that. I couldn't let the bar, the the barrier back down um, just to uh, kind of preserve myself mentally. I I couldn't open up and then get punched in the face again. I couldn't go through that again. So even after the first couple ultrasounds, like, yeah, these are, these is, this is cool. It's a checkpoint. You know, getting a little further. We got past the six weeks. We got past two ultrasounds. Um, this whole time, I said I wasn't going to breathe easy until we got through genetic testing. Just from because, day one, Josh has said this. Yeah, as soon as we got. And pregnant. explain your thought process behind that too. I have no science behind the thought, but in my mind, um, being that this is the first time they allowed you to be on progesterone from the start, I just wasn't sure if that would help you sustain a non-viable pregnancy, which was going to. Uh, again, suck. So I wanted to make sure that everything was in the clear, get through genetic testing and everything came back great. 
And even at this point, like it became real once we saw the genetic testing, there was test results for, you know, potential abnormalities and then the gender, it got real. And it was definitely a moment of excitement because it, you know, we know what we're having and, uh, like we can start picturing it. We can start thinking about names. Um, but I think the most exciting part of this is typically in the beginning, you find out it's the beginning of a new journey. And I think I've diluted it in my mind so much that I'm just, I'm still not fully absorbing it. Um, I'm excited. I'm happy. Kai is thrilled. Uh, we can see the future, but I think it's going to take you time to get back there. Maybe, maybe know. not until they're here. I think I'm going to be pretty level until, uh, are we saying the gender on this? No, no. <laughs> until the baby's here. Don't spoil the surprise. Yeah. I mean, I think after you go through loss like that, it unfortunately sort of just ruins, not ruins, but it takes the like complete excitement and happiness away from getting a positive pregnancy test like I we were both obviously were very happy and excited but not to the same extent that we were with Kai's pregnancy test or for the first for our second pregnancy um our first loss so I think it just sort of like we said before like you've you've been here we've both been here so it's like we don't know where this is gonna go kind of thing and your guard is up you're anxious those first six weeks were the most anxious for me. Um, as excited as I was, which was more excited than you. I mean, just more like outwardly excited than you. I wasn't outward. It was, I was not excited. Yeah. I was. It just doesn't, it doesn't, you don't braced. think it's going to, you're just waiting for this, for the, what is the, what the is other shooter drop? Yeah. No, I wasn't even waiting for that. I just, I didn't want to open myself up. I was, I don't know what the word Guarded. is. Guarded. Yeah, I was guarded. I'm. I was not excited. I was happy for what could be, but I was not excited at yeah. any point, in, internally or externally. It's hard. Um. So you know, during those first six weeks, I think I finally let out a sigh of relief at the six week mark. Um. Also at our first ultrasound, which was when was that? That was at seven weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, seven and eight weeks for the. So ultrasounds. like, see, and we like saw the the baby move on that first one at seven weeks. Like it second was, one, the second one it moved. No, it was moving a little bit on the first one. The first one was like a little dot. It was you like tell. The shimmies. second one looked like a human. What did you say? They call it little shimmies. <laughs> I didn't see anything in the first, but the second one was like an awesome significant movement yeah. and it looked like a, it was a crazy how much it grew from seven weeks to eight weeks because that ultrasound was just a week later um so that definitely gave me the relief that I needed and obviously I've been in therapy this whole time I also bought a book called pregnancy after loss by Zoe I want to say her last name is Clark I'll double check on that I'll put it in the show notes it was very helpful it was very much um, along the lines of what we preach here about mindfulness and taking things day by day. It talks a lot. Like the first part of it is more of like her story of sharing her education on, she's like a grief psychologist. And then through the rest of the book is just like a day by day going through your pregnancy of like, um, it shares like someone else's story, something to journal on and like just different ways you can stay mindful in that day. Um, and it helped me a lot during those early days because when you're, when you're like five, six, seven weeks pregnant, you're 
symptoms fluctuate a lot. So like there would be days where, yes, I had some nausea. Yes, I was very tired at that point. But then there would be days where I'd be like totally fine. And that freaked me out. And like, (laughs) I remember opening the book and that was the story that day about how it's normal for symptoms to fluctuate. So just little things like that. That book helped me a ton along with my therapist. Um, But that, I mean, that along with everything that we talk about as far as living a healthy lifestyle, like at that point, I hadn't really been hit too hard with the fatigue. I was still running. I was still doing my normal training. I was still meditating. Um, I took a little, I had a little lapse in meditation. I'm back. But, you know, doing all of the things that we talk about really helped me get through those really anxious days and those really high stress days where it felt like, you know, all I could think about was the what ifs. So if you're somebody going through a pregnancy after loss or you hope to just know that there are resources, resources out there and I cannot express enough how much therapy has helped in finding a therapist who also specializes in, you know, perinatal women, pre and postnatal. It's super helpful. Um, but after that, my guard came down a little bit. We took a vacation. Um, and now we're here. Um, as far as symptoms, what would you say my symptoms have been? For as minimal as you had in the first couple of weeks, we have made up for that recently. <laughs> it hit me hard. Well, to be fair, last week I got the stomach bug and I feel like that was like the worst. You've been asleep for over a month. Yeah. I mean, I go to bed basically right after Kai goes to bed at like 7.45 every night. I take like at least an hour nap most days. I'm just, I have been exhausted. I feel like it's coming back now. Like the last two days at least, I feel like I haven't needed a nap. Well, actually I took a nap took yesterday. A nap yesterday. All right, so today is really the first day where I haven't needed a nap. But I'm still in the first trimester. I have a couple more weeks. Um, and I remember vividly with Kai being pregnant with Kai it was like week 12 slash 13 complete night and day difference with how I felt so we're almost there but I feel like like you used to call me an angry pregnant woman with Kai this time I'm not as angry I feel like not as angry you're not angry you're just uh down and out I'm just tired can't be angry when you're sleeping all day right so I would say comparatively, though, this pregnancy and Kai's have been very similar so far as far as the first trimester goes. Um, I'm very lucky to have pretty mild symptoms, even though I've been super sleepy. I'm not throwing up every day. I know I can still, this time more so than actually with Kai, I've been able to eat more of my normal foods. Like I remember with Kai, I don't think I ate protein of any kind for like a, a solid like eight weeks and that's why kai was a vegan for the first two years of his life (laughs) josh is not kidding like the kid did not eat chicken nuggets or anything for two years but he would eat tofu Mm -hmm. um so that's really that was the biggest difference like this time i've been able to eat fruits vegetables pretty much all of my normal stuff um definitely craving some more carbs but i've been there's just more resources out there now too like for instance, I remember I would eat mac like regular mac and cheese with Kai, being pregnant with Kai all the time. And this time, you know, there's we have our Bonza mac and cheese, or there's the Goodles. There's healthier options that just make you feel better. Um, but I definitely feel better on the days that I get outside and go for a walk in the morning. 
I'm back to meditating. That has been really helpful the last two days specifically. Like I just feel more mentally clear even after just two days. No kidding. Thank you. And workouts have been uh, sporadic for the last month or so. I would say on average work from like weeks eight to now working out like three times per week lifting running I haven't ran the last few weeks um it was pretty consistent leading up to pregnancy and the time when I do run I feel pretty good so hopefully going to restart that this week um but really just not too much has changed on the training side and nutrition has been much better so far which I'm definitely grateful for because I think that also contributes to just me feeling a little bit better too but that's, I guess, the recap. Did we miss anything? I feel like I missed something important besides the gender that we're not telling them yet. No. Kai's excited. Kai's, he fully understands what's going on, I think. Like, we told him, we told him what, the first loss? We didn't tell him about the second one. I don't remember if we told him for the third one or not. I don't think we did. I don't think we told anybody anything for the third one. Yeah. So we told him for the first one and he was just a new, a new two-year-old at that point. So I don't think he really understood what was happening that much. This time he really gets it. We told him right before Christmas and it was just, he's excited. He, he's talking about changing diapers, getting special gloves. So putting his dirty. gloves on so he, his hands don't get dirty. He's going to be the best big brother and so helpful. He already like... At night when I'm tired, he'll rub my head on the couch and tell me to put my head on his lap. So he's going to be the best. I think that was the hardest part when we were in the midst of this. It's like there was a point when I was content with not having another kid just because Kai's Both so of great. us were. We had a conversation. Remember, we were out to dinner and we said... Do we want to do the IVF or just be good? Yep. And, and we... I would have been good. But I after that point, I just... I knew how good of a big brother Kai was going to be. And that's what made it so hard after... Like that was after the second one. So when the third one hit, that's what made it really tough. But knowing how awesome he's going to be with his baby is uh, what we've been looking forward to. Yeah, it makes it so much, not so much more exciting, just so much, so exciting in general. But we will definitely keep you guys updated. We just wanted to do a little podcast episode to kind of just share our thoughts, share where we're at, share the process. Um, If you have questions, feel free to slide in the DMs on Instagram, but we are an open book. We are here for you, especially if you are somebody who's been following our infertility journey and can relate to that in any way. Um, I know sometimes seeing pregnancy announcements can be tough, but I hope that our story and our journey gives you hope. And, you know, hope is something that we've held on to this whole time. And, I think it's why we, we are where we are today. So yeah, everyone that's reached out, you know, throughout all this and after the announcement, just having that support for the last couple of years, it, it does mean the world to us. Obviously, we can't respond to everybody, but we see them, we read them, and we appreciate the heck out of them. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back with more updates soon, but that's the uh, Baby 2 story so far. Catch you in the next one.